Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is the Dream Team Tapes. A Diversion Podcast's original series in association with iHeartRadio. This is the story of the United States Olympic basketball team that won gold in Barcelona in 1992, known worldwide as the Dream Team. First of all, let me say good afternoon, late afternoon. Um, because of... Uh, the HIV virus that I have attained, uh, I will have to retire from the Lakers today. Many of us still remember where we were when we heard the announcement. Now, I'm not going to compare it to the assassination of a president. Of course, I remember exactly where I was on November 22nd, 1963, Mrs. Harris's freshman English class at Ocrest High School, when John Kennedy was shot in Dallas or the day that planes flew into the World Trade Center, 9-11. I was in my living room organizing a charity golf event for the day. But this was November 7th, 1991. Around one o'clock that day, I had gotten a call from somebody in the NBA saying that Magic Johnson was gonna retire from basketball due to a medical reason. What the hell? You'll have to come into the office to write a story, Sports Illustrated's basketball editor Sandy Padway told me. Now, what you have to understand, and what many younger listeners will find it hard to understand, was that we weren't concentrating on the retirement part, or what it's going to do to the Lakers, or what it means to the NBA, or what it means to the Dream Team. What people of my age were thinking was, we're going to watch him die. Irvin Johnson, called Magic, was, to our collective mind, a dead man walking. Roy Johnson, who was an editor at SI and a book collaborator with Magic, flew to L.A. that day to shepherd through a first-person story with Magic. That was the power of SI back then. We got Magic's voice into the magazine. Now, the story I wrote for that week's magazine carried the single cover billing, Magic. The photo was Magic taking what he called his junior, junior skyhook. No other writing than that single word. 
magic. In the story, I conjured up all that was special about magic and ended with this quote from San Antonio Spurs veteran forward Terry Cummings. The Lakers will never be the same team, and the NBA will never be the same league. It bore the single word headline, unforgettable. Man, it sure looked and read like we were talking about a dead person. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the Dream Team Tapes. I'm Jack McCallum. And today we're going to talk about several things. The organization of the Dream Team once they got together. The shocking, well, some thought so, defeat of the Dream Team in a scrimmage to a college all-star team. The division of leadership within the Dream Team and the singular, what should I call it, bravery, chutzpah? A combination of the two that led a man whom most of us thought was going to die to the pinnacle of the basketball world in Barcelona. We'll return to that, but let's figure out where we are now. The team is picked. They've arrived for the first practice session at UC San Diego. In a word, it's a zoo. Hundreds and hundreds of reporters lurking outside. To a non-journalist, maybe even to a young journalist, this is exciting. Now, to hard-bitten veterans like myself, that was my eighth year covering the league and I was about to turn 43. It was a nightmare. And here's what I wrote about that scene in Dream Team. There we were, the nations and some of the world's sporting press, maybe 500 of us on the steps of the University of California at San Diego, shuffling around with equal parts anticipation and exasperation, waiting for the doors of the Holy Temple to open, at which point we would prostrate ourselves at the feet of the Dream Team and grovel like face-down chickens pecking in a field for any casually tossed-out nuggets they might deign to cast our way. Okay, that's off my chest. Now, we were eventually allowed access to the Holy Temple, and there was the first sight of them together. It was, I grant you, exciting, or it was certainly at least interesting in its own way. But what had already happened would have been more interesting to see or listen to. I had to reconstruct all this later. The night before, there had been a team meeting, and before that, a couple of side meetings involving the head coach, Chuck Daly. The first one was between Daly and his assistants, Mike Krzyzewski and P.J. Carlesimo. Coach K describes it. In the first meeting, Chuck said, listen, the very first thing I want you guys to do is learn to ignore. He said, we have the best players in the world, and you guys, you and P.J., you two are going to look at every little thing which you have to do in your own world. But in our world, most of it's not that important. Learn to ignore. It's one of my favorite anecdotes from the book. These two eager-to-please college coaches coming in and Chuck saying, okay, let's chill a little bit, fellas. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Another meeting Daly had was with Magic and Jordan. He sat us down, Michael and I, and he was like, uh, you guys going to be captains and the leaders of the team. And Michael, before Chuck could finish, uh, Michael said, no, let Magic do it. And he deferred to me. Now Bird, who had every bit as big a claim to be ceremonial captain as Magic, had no problem with Magic being the front man. They were, in fact, named co-captains, as Bird remembers it, but most of the captainish duties went to Magic. We had a meeting, he goes, Larry, Magic's captain. But, yeah. but yet, Magic sort of took more of the, being Magic, he sort of took more of the role, right? Oh, no question. But that's how he is, and, and I understand that. And that wasn't no ego thing with me. If you want to carry the flag out there, carry the flag. Now, there are appointed captains, and there are actual captains. And there is no doubt who the real leader of the dream team was. Here's Patrick Ewing. You know, Michael was the leader. Even though Magic, you know, he said all the things. I mean, Michael, Michael's Michael. <laughs> there was an edge to the Jordan-Magic relationship. It really surfaces during the mystical, the greatest game that nobody ever saw, scrimmage in Monte Carlo. That is the subject of the sixth podcast in this series. And Bird figures into it. I had a theory that Jordan was a little bit jealous of the dual relationship that Magic and Bird had. Jordan didn't have a co-revolutionary. 
an immortal buddy, as it were, to march off into history and proclaim, we save the league together. It was always Magic and Bird as the eternal Alphonse and Gaston, the joint subjects of Jackie McMullen's great book, When the Game Was Ours. But it was Michael alone, the eternal solitary man. I'm a one-man guy in the morning, same in the afternoon. One-man guy, when the sun goes down, I'll whistle me a one-man tune. What, you'd prefer I went for Neil Diamond's solitary man instead of the great Rufus Wainwright's one-man guy? But Michael was, is, a true one-man guy. And he never liked Magic's sometimes subtle, sometimes overt claims that the dream team belonged to him and Larry. But, but, as much as the guy sometimes didn't buy into the magic I'm in charge here thing, there is no one anywhere that could deny the fortitude, courage, and yes, leadership that magic showed in combating HIV. He announced that he had the virus on November 7th, 1991, and this happened on February 9th, 1992, almost exactly three months later. Showtime in Orlando, the final seconds. <laughs> Michael said, you're not getting it. Yes, he is. Six, five, three-pointer. Yes! Oh, my! Johnson at the end of the game, one falling away, and his mother and father, Urban Sr., from Lansing, Michigan, there to lead the cheers. That was the voice of Dick Enberg calling down the final seconds of the 1992 All-Star Game in Orlando, which ends with Magic, guarded, well, okay, kind of guarded by Isaiah, making a three-point shot. Magic played more minutes than anyone except Jordan, scored more points than anyone, 25, and handed out more assists than anyone, nine, and of course, won the MVP award. Only 94 days had passed since the announcement that we thought was an announcement of slow death. And here he is, not just not dying, but apparently getting better, starring in the All-Star Game and to answer everyone's question, yes, goddammit, I will be going to Barcelona. In those three months, Magic had resumed working out, started to eat healthy, started to talk about HIV, reaching out in his own magic way to others with HIV AIDS literally around the world. Now, did he have missteps? Of course. He helped form a commission that managed to have no one with HIV or any gay male on it, which at that time was a community suffering from the plague more than anyone. But Magic forged ahead. Now, there was backlash, such as the comment by Dr. Brian Sando, the senior medical director of the Australian Olympic Federation's basketball program. Quote to be read by my Australian producer, Mark. I would certainly recommend that our basketballers not compete with a team of which Magic Johnson was a member. That risk you cannot absolutely say it's never going to occur. Basketballers? Come on, dude. But look, Sando was not some fringe guy. He was a well-known doctor whose death in 2012 was mourned throughout the Australian sports world. So his was not an out-there opinion. 
and it was shared by probably millions, including some people close to Magic. In fact, behind the scenes, there was conversation in USA basketball circles about, well, should we welcome Magic back with open arms? Is it safe? Is it okay? This is Rod Thorne, a key committee member. It was a death sentence. Uh, you know, what happens if he gets an open cut? You know, are the players at uh, risk? Uh, it, it was an issue. It was written about a lot. So Thorne said there was much consulting with medical people, and eventually the decision was made that Magic would be safe. But according to Clyde Drexler, it was never far from anyone's mind. In other words, there were times, according to Drexler, when people took it easy on Magic. Now, that was certainly true in the All-Star game, but, you know, defense is not the watchword of that day anyway. And I doubt it was true by the time the Dream Team was assembled. And it should be noticed that Clyde, who sometimes says things that he later regrets, was one of the staunchest defenders of Magic when he decided to return to basketball. If the doctors say it's safe, that's okay with me, Drexler said at the time. Now later, much later, after the Dream Team got back to the States with the gold medal, one member of the Dream Team, Carl Malone, had lots of worries about Magic playing. We'll talk about that in the final episode. But all in all, I firmly believe that when the history of the NBA is written, somewhere near the first page will be its contributions to HIV-AIDS understanding, the result of the resolute stand taken by Commissioner David Stern that we will not be cowed by fear combined with the undying determination of Magic to keep on playing. Look, Magic didn't become the first famous person to live and thrive with the disease purely because of his will. Let's not go full out Dr. Phil on this. Magic had one of the great AIDS researchers in the world, Dr. David Ho, working with him, and a dedicated personal physician in Michael Melman. And due in large part to Magic's efforts, research grew by leaps and bounds in the months following Magic's outing himself. But it's just a fact that having a positive attitude approaching any disease is a good thing. And magic was the ultimate in positive attitude. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, 
Because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. <laughs> so let's get back to San Diego and the early days of practice for the Dream Team. The captainship is pretty much figured out, but still... Exact roles are being determined. Who leads on the court? Who shoots? Who screens? Who passes? Who's in charge? Chuck Daly wanted to get them in action right away, which is what you do with pros. So USA Basketball organized for a first-class college all-star team. The kind of team, maybe literally the team, plus Christian Leitner, that would have been our Olympic team had competition not been opened up to include NBA players. So on the third day of practice, when the masses made our daily herd of Buffalo troop into practice, we could tell something was wrong. Remember, we could not watch what happened. Practices were closed. We spent our post-practice interview time trying to reconstruct what had happened, which usually wasn't much. But on this day, June 24th, something had happened. Well, some of these college players we've just got through playing against probably should be on this team, but uh, uh, they'll get their chance. That was Larry Bird's way of saying, eh, we got beat by the kids. So, as it turns out, the Dream Team had a loss in the first game it played. Okay, not an official loss. There was no box score, no official wrap-up. But the college All-Stars beat the Dream Teamers by a score of 62-54. to At least that's the most accurate score I've been able to piece together. Accounts vary widely. As does the significance of the event. Bird, as I recall, seemed pissed off. Jordan was pissed off that day, too, though for a different reason. Daly didn't play him in the scrimmage very much. And here's how two players, first Chris Mullen and then Charles Barkley, evaluated that scrimmage years later. I I think it was more like the scrimmage for us and a World Championship for them. It was yeah. the first session. Yeah, he was early on. Yeah. Which was actually masterful by Chuck. And that it worked out that way. It was perfect, probably. And I do really, after, after that, I think Magic was like, well, we got to get our shit together. It's bullshit. We're going to you know, be here. It's, you know. And then from then on, practice were crisper, better. We were kind of like just going through the motions. And they were calling to compete like it was game seven. And they beat us. So... 
We got together that night. And the next day we beat them by some shit. We beat them like a, we just beat them like they stole something. We beat them by 30, 40, 50 points. I mean, we just started kicking ass. We wouldn't let them score anything. I mean, we just killed them. Well, maybe. But there was lingering concern, which was the way that the collegians, particularly Bobby Hurley, the Duke point guard who would have no doubt started on the non-Dream Team Olympic team, penetrated the Dream Team defense. Well, to be specific, how easily he got past Magic, who was never the best one-on-one defender, even in his salad days. It was after that scrimmage that Daly and the coaches decided any speedy guards in the Olympics would be defended by either Jordan or Pippen. In the next scrimmage with the Collegians, in fact, Daly put Jordan on Hurley, and as Grant Hill told me, he could barely get the ball past midcourt. And that was a harbinger of what Jordan would do to Tony Kukoc and Sharunas Marcellonis in the Olympics. Those stories are coming up. Now, at the front of the line of those who firmly believe there was nothing to worry about after the scrimmage loss was Mike Krzyzewski. Chuck just wanted for one day to orchestrate, whether we lost it or not, it was only a short 20-minute scrimmage. And to let that, our guys know that you could lose, okay, and how it was officiated. And Chuck hardly said a word during that scrimmage. Chuck was... Smart like a fox. So everyone left San Diego in fairly good spirits en route to Portland for the Tournament of the Americas. The United States, see, had to qualify for the Olympics due to its third place finish in 1988. Like most of the reporters following this crazy circus, I was looking forward to Portland. Great city, nice bars, good restaurants, and we would at last get to see this team in action. And were the Dream Team members that excited? Well, for them, it would be nice to actually start playing. But Portland also proved to be the first time when we really saw how much business and marketing and the pursuit of the dollar had to do with this whole thing. And Michael Jordan, for one, would not be happy. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you for Episode 5. If you enjoyed the Dream Team tapes, please follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. The Dream Team tapes is written and hosted by Jack McCallum. Executive producers, Mark Francis and Scott Waxman. Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Sean Titone. The Dream Team tapes is a Diversion Podcast's original series in association with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 